animations, live action video, screencasting. It can be confusing knowing what type and what style of video to use. On this episode of the Video Marketing Podcast, we explain in detail all of the major video styles. Video revolution is here, and it's changing how we do business. Learn how to use video to engage customers and drive results here on the Video Marketing 2.0 podcast with your hosts, Joel Gubich and Brendan Carty. Hi, and welcome to the podcast. This is Joel Gubich, Director of Business Development and ThinkMojo. And as always with me is my colleague, head writer and creative story lead, Brendan Carty. And on this episode, we really wanted to dive into those video styles, the different types of styles that people use, that you can use to create a great explainer video or marketing video. Let's talk about the different styles of explainer videos. Absolutely, Joel. So, Basically, there's four main categories. We have animation, which is pretty broad, uh, screencast videos, which can be used for uh, you know, tutorials, uh, live action, again, very broad category, could be a lot of things, and whiteboard, which are those sort of magician-like videos you see uh, uh, from time to time where a guy is hand-drawing the, uh, all of the scenes sort of live. Uh, all four are... Unique. All four can be used for pretty much any across all boundaries. But today we're going to go into in more detail as to what each style is and sort of the best way uh, to get the most out of it and, and the best products that are they're typically used for. Well, would you say that there isn't really before we dive into that that there really isn't one style that's better than the other? That it pretty much is dependent on you can make pretty much any style work for you. Absolutely, yeah. It it really depends on on the kind of product you have, uh, the capabilities of that product, and the, the audience that you're going towards. And let's be honest, also your budget too. You know, like a lot of times you have to be cognizant of that. These aren't uh, this isn't a vacuum. So I think each style is has its own benefits and can definitely uh, be used uh, you know, across different specters. But I think the uh, you know some of the factors that we want to focus on are like i was saying the audience what your product what kind of product you actually have you know we were saying before you wouldn't necessarily if, if people actual people don't use your product if it's some you know cloud based security platform then maybe you don't need you know a, a hip live action video like you know uh, the new apple ad you know so you have to be smart about what your goals are for the video and make it accordingly but well, i think we can well, let's talk about screencasting. Let's dive in and mm-hmm. screencasting, which has been around for a while, and a lot of companies use this, I think, more for an online product or online service, would you say? Yeah, I, the screencast is a direct capture of the interface. So if you have an app or some product that exists online, anything that is a screen – a screencast is going to take those images and basically walk you through how to use the product. So they're very popular for tutorials uh, because you want to literally show people what they're going to be doing and what they can expect. Uh, they sometimes you don't have to necessarily do direct screencasts where you know it's just a, a shot of the screen. You can do like a stylized screencast, so you capture the the images and then recreate them in 
more of an artistic style that makes it a little more visually appealing. That's also helpful if you know that your screens are likely to change in the next six months to a year to two years because you don't want to be tied too much to exactly what the interface is. So you may want to stylize it a little bit and get more legs out of your video. Now, the next one that kind of in, in the same vein would be whiteboarding. Now, whiteboarding videos were really popular uh, a few years ago when sort of the explainer video boom happened. And they're really cool to watch. You know, you've probably seen them. That's the guy he has a just basically one black Sharpie and he's just creating, you know, little trees. It kind of reminds me of you ever watched Bob Ross, the old painter? There's like little little happy trees here. Oh, little, absolutely. Little cabin on the that was so it's like relaxed. Bob Ross. It's like Bob Ross is now making explainers. Well, it could be, but Bob Ross was so relaxing. I think Absolutely. people people just watched it just to be lulled into uh, into you fell a trance. As, you fell asleep inside of his voice. Yes. It was it was incredible. So so the whiteboard is like an episode of Bob Ross. Very entertaining to watch, but it does have some limitations. Like you know, first of all. A whiteboard video takes some time. I mean, it takes some time to develop. As much as you can fast forward through, you know, some of the slower parts, but you're still literally watching it develop as opposed to just watching completed images. And I don't know about you, Joel, but maybe this is my uh, a short attention span on my part. But I get more amazed at the process of whiteboard videos, like just being astounded at like what I'm watching than of the actual process, than I am at sort of the message it's like the process overrides the message you know i i kind of liken it to you know, a kid watching clowns you know craft balloon elephants it's like wow that's really impressive but i don't understand the point yeah i'm with you on that one for me and and whiteboarding is is a perfectly good style we're not saying that it's not something that can't or shouldn't be used you have to be aware though of its limitations and for me one of the limitations of whiteboard animation is that it's slow my mind is already i'm i'm ready for the next message i sometimes don't want to wait for that hand to draw the image i want the story to keep going no absolutely and and there are times that you're right like you do you get it you understand what the this particular scene is and you want to see how it you you're not you, you don't have enough time or energy to sort of sit through the performance of it and you want to sort of get right to the point so that's why i guess in recent years as you know, more advanced animation has, has come to explainer videos. The whiteboard video has sort of fallen out of style. Although for the right product, it could still be it could still be pretty useful. Now, speaking of animation, that brings us to the one of the biggest categories, really, the, the two left, animation and live action. So within animation, animation is obviously a very broad term. So within animation, you have the two main categories would be character animation and motion graphics. So first let's focus on character animation. These are, you know, these videos can be really fun. Your characters are, are great for explain, you know, for identifying your demographic. If you know that a, a certain kind of, or a certain segment of the population uses your product and that your product is something that is actually used out in the real world. So think like gadget or, uh, maybe some sort of, uh, travel service you know you can actually show these characters using your product so that can be that can be very compelling it's also i mean listen we all we all grew up on cartoons right so character animation can be really great for adding humor into your video cuz 
you know, it, unlike live action, you can take a, a character and have them do some pretty crazy things without, you know, exploding your budget. Within character animation, though, there's 2D animation and 3D animation. 3D animation is you're going to have uh, a lot more depth, a lot more texture. It's not just going to be stick figures. Obviously, with this quality comes more money. So this is something that, you know, you, you want to consider. Uh, but it can be a great investment because it, it shows literally your product and, and the people using your product in a, uh, coming to life in so much more of a dynamic way. Now, the other side are motion graphics. Motion graphics are great for uh, if you want to show sort of conceptual ideas, right? Let's say your product isn't necessarily something that people will hold in their hands or, or use in, in real life. Maybe maybe you're at the very early stage of your product and you want to just express the the mission, the idea of your product or company. This is where motion graphics can be come really in handy because you're not tied to just showing people in in the real world or in this animated world. You can use more artistic images and shapes and 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 whatnot to really uh, underscore and highlight the, these points you're trying to make. It's also great for getting a lot of your brand assets into a video. If you have your logos, you have your different brand colors, you can incorporate those icons into your motion graphic design and uh, you know sort of make that consistent across all of your all of your branding. And it's also important to remember though. These are these styles, animation styles don't exist in silos. You can have animation, character animation with motion graphic elements. You can have 2D with some 3D elements. A good agency will work with you on crafting that style and customizing it to you. Which brings us to our, I think, a natural break. Afterwards, we're going to devote some time to live action and really dive into that. But we're going to stop for a second and go into our big bonus section. That's right, Brendan. We do have a video tip for this episode. It's a simple infographic that's going to show all of the, the different video styles that we've talked about today on this episode, along with some of the other minor ones that can be used for an explainer video. So you can get that and download that infographic at videomarketing20.net slash videotips. That's videomarketing20.net slash videotips. And this is a simple graphic depiction of the things that we're talking about on this podcast, the different video styles that you can use to create a great explainer video. And now for the second part of this episode where we're talking about video styles. Pretty much the entire second part of the podcast will be about live action because there's so much to talk about here and it's something that we inherently understand because we see videos on YouTube and they're almost all live action. But before we do that, I want to summarize what we talked about in the first section. We talked that we talked about screencasting, how screencasting is used mostly for tutorial. Uh, it captures the actual images that would be on a screen using a whiteboard animation. And then we went into animation, general animation, which has two main sections, one or two different styles. One would be character animation, sort of like cartoons. And within that, you've got two different subsections, 2D animation and 3D animation. And then also a subset of animation would be called motion graphics. So those are the three styles that we talked about in the first section. And now we're going to talk about when a lot of people think of video, they think of actual images, actual people, actual pictures, not animation. So, Brendan, why don't you sort of start off and 
let, let's talk about how live action is such a powerful thing. It can be more powerful than the animation, obviously, but it can be so much more complicated. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, first to, to go with the benefits. I mean, live action, like you said, it's something that we're all used to. All of our television show, most of our television shows that we, we watch uh, are, are live action, real characters, real people. One of the great benefits to live action is you can connect with the characters. There's something about the human face, right? We look at the human face. This is just basic psychology. We, we look in people's eyes. We, we read their facial expressions. We connect with them. We empathize with them. So if you're trying to uh, inspire your audience or get pull at their heartstrings, a live-action video can be very, very effective. The, it, it can also, you know, you, if you want to have humor sprinkled into your, uh, into your video, you, know, you get the, the right script and comedic actors. This is something that can really come to life. Now, the downsides to live action are, one, it's expensive. We've discussed this before. I mean, every live action film shoot you have, you may only have two people on screen and the video may last 60 seconds, but that's, you know, tons of people behind the scenes. You have your crew, your lighting, your sound, your producers, your directors. You have people that, you know, scouted the locations, all the people who scouted the the talent themselves, you know, to bring them together. These people didn't just fall out of the trees. Yeah, and I want to add to that. We talked about this in a previous podcast as well. Yes, you can create your own live action video. You can use your iPad. You can use your iPhone. But we're talking about quality, smart videos for business. And if you're going to be investing that amount of time, you really need to make sure that it's quality, it's done well. So live action can be done on the cheap, but you've got to be really careful of how cheap you do it. Surgery can be done on the cheap too. <laughs> it doesn't mean it's a good idea. No, and, and it's very tempting because everyone yeah, you know, how many videos are uploaded to there's something that crazy number of like billions of hours of video on, on YouTube. It's like, but how much of it is actually good? You know, it it goes to show though with everyone has a camera on their phone. I, I always say everyone has a camera, everyone has a face. So they think that they can make a video, but it's a lot more complicated. Doing a high quality live action video takes a lot of planning, takes a lot of execution, and you need to have the right talent. Because as anyone who's watched, you know, a bad soap opera can tell you, bad acting can kill a video. You you may have even if you have a great script, if it's not performed, and that's one of the I think one of the most understated risks of live action. You really need to get talent who can deliver on screen because if you have the, a great message, all of those great jokes that you crafted in your script, if, they, if you don't have the right talent, they're going to fall flat and that's going to reflect poorly on your product or service, whatever it is that you're promoting. Yeah, and even if the video, the live action video is a simple interview with, let's say, the CEO or the director of marketing – those individuals are not used to being on camera. They may mm-hmm. be used to talking live one-to-one or in front of a crowd, but you get them in front of a camera, and it's a different story. They can really freeze up. It's hard for them sometimes to – they'll ad-lib. They, they'll go off script. So it's not a slam dunk just because you're comfortable talking in front of people that you'll be in comfortable when that camera starts rolling. Absolutely. And, and as someone who writes these scripts, I can say one of my goals is always to make the script sort of error proof, right? Deliver lines that 
nobody can screw up. <laughs> you know, like the, the very simple, you don't want to get too complex. And this is a good tip for if you're making a live action video, make it simple. Don't try to, don't try to make, you know, introduce too much nuance into, into the lines or, you know, into the story structure, make it pretty straightforward, make the humor. Uh, you know, it's always, you know, that joke that you always see in, in these mockumentary shows where like someone just looks at the camera, you know, to indicate that was a joke, right? It's very simple. Anybody can do that. You don't need to be talented to do it. Uh, with all due respect to the entire cast, <laughs> I guess, of all of those shows. But yeah, I, I I had this experience. Uh, if you ever written for or worked with athletes, with athletes, you have to make the scripts dummy-proof. Not that athletes are not smart, obviously, et cetera, et cetera. But you don't, you don't want to assume that they have you know the comic chops of a, a A-list Hollywood celebrity. You have to make the, the jokes, the dramatic pauses make them simple make them straightforward and you can probably pull it off so that's that, that's pretty much the the in-depth on each one so the question now becomes well which one do i choose right so among animation within animation character and motion graphics screencast live action whiteboard what what, what do you go with i think the that's, it, you know, that's it's, it's tough. a broad you know somebody a, who's never done a video before that's got to be a really tough thing i think Perhaps the easiest way for them, in, in my opinion, the easiest way for them is to go online, look at videos that they think that, that speaks to them, and so whatever style, and say, "Hey, you know," it's, and, and talk to an expert. If you're going to do it yourself, it doesn't hurt to talk to somebody else and get some expert advice. Absolutely, and look for products that are similar to yours. You know, it's not when you go onto these sites and look for. Uh, look through different explainers make sure that you don't fall in love with a style that you make sure you don't fall in love with the style i guess over the substance you want to be sure that your kind of product matches the style of video that you're watching so you know you don't i said before you know typically with live action videos you want to show your product in action that's usually the case but in some instances you can go against grain you know you can go against the type here and do something that is surprising but it helps to do your research, look through as many videos as you can, and try to identify services similar to mine that were done effectively in these styles and use that as a model. I think that's good advice. And in a future podcast, we're going to dive a lot more deeply into that particular subject. How do you choose the style that's going to work for you? And the pluses and minuses, again, of the different styles that we, we talked about earlier on this episode. So we've come to the end of today's episode where we, we talked about the different styles that are available. And, and there are lots of combinations of these styles as well, the different styles that are available to make a good business explainer video. Are there any last words, Brandon, before we uh, say goodbye? I think always you always want to keep in mind your budget, obviously, but make the video that you would want to watch, basically. It's sort of like, you know, Write the story you would want to read. Make the video that you would actually want to watch. Don't fall in love too much with the research. If something strikes you, by God, just go for it. That's a that's good words of advice. I, all of these things, by the way, all of what we've talked about will be on the show notes page on the website. And you can access those show notes and also the video tip that we talked about earlier today by going to videomarketing20.net. That's videomarketing20.net. So for Brendan and myself, we look forward to seeing you again on another episode of Video Marketing 
2.0. Thank you for listening to another episode of Video Marketing 2.0 presented by ThinkMojo. For more help on how to drive results with video, contact ThinkMojo, the video marketing experts at info at thinkmojo.com or visit thinkmojo.com for more information.